Antiques Man with Kevin Jackson. On this week's podcast, Boys Toys, our love affair with four wheels in miniature. First thing you try I bought was at the age of about 11 and I bought a Talbot Lego racing car and it cost me tuppence. I'm Jane Markham, and every week Kevin Jackson will be throwing the spotlight on the treasures and collectibles he's turned up in the auction rooms over the past few days in his search for goodies for his eBay shop. Cars. The romance of the open road, top-down, wind in your hair. Yes, cars are eminently collectible, if you've got the cash and the space. But on a more affordable level, the toy car has enthralled the collector of all ages for more than 70 years. Kevin's first find today is a classic dinky. Dates from 1954 and was produced up until 1959, and it's an American Studebaker. Um, the thing that's very nice about it is it's still in its original blue painted finish. Um, that's something that's very important. Although the box has gone, uh, the paintwork is in pretty good condition, and it's all original. People should never ever be tempted to repaint dinkies, however tatty they are. Always leave them original. Tip number one. Dinky was founded by Frank Hornby and the actual factory was based up at Binge Road up in Liverpool and the first Dinky toy came out I think it was in 1934 and it vaguely resembled an MG. But Frank Hornby's main business was model railways and the cars back then in the 1930s were apparently mere props to be parked outside his model railway stations like the little people, the signals and the post boxes. But the cars of course soon became popular in their own right. So why, by the time we get to the 1950s, given that it's an English company, why a Studebaker? The Americans, they came back at us and they they developed the Tootsie toy. And Frank Hornby decided to extend the dinky toy range and he included things such as model boats, model ships and so forth. And and the rest is really history. I mean, the factory grew and grew uh, right up until it closed its stores in 1979. This car being an American car, would it have been for the English market or the American market? I think it would have been aimed at the English market. I think in the 1950s, you're getting the influence from Hollywood and what have you in magazines and things like that. The English children were seeing the American sort of dream cars and what have you. And I think Dinky were very sort of good uh, and forthseeing and they sort of influenced the marketplace by introducing these American cars. Car number two, a Simca from Dinky's French factory. Although it was all under the same sort of brand name of Dinky uh, and owned by the English company, there was actually a, a factory in, in Paris. Uh, and as you can see from the bottom of this model, it actually says Made in France, Meccano. There's an interesting story with these. Uh, when I first went into toys as a child, nobody really wanted the French counterparts. They were considered sort of second best. And over the last sort of four or five years, they've really become as popular, and with certain models, probably more popular, um, because you just don't see them as often. They are sort of getting rarer, and because they are out of France, there were less of them produced for the English market. So, so, so how old is that? Is the is the, uh, the, the Meccano Sim- one? Yeah, the Simca one, again, this is sort of 1960s, a little bit later, but again in absolutely pristine condition. Would be lovely to see it in an original box, but the box, unfortunately, has gone. OK, so rough... rough- Values. Which of those two is the most valuable, do you reckon? On the marketplace at the moment, I would probably say that the French one would make slightly more, just because it's in better condition and probably a little bit scarcer. I would say that that one could make probably as much as 40 or £50. Pounds. 
The Studebaker, I would have thought probably probably more like about 35, 40. And there are photographs of both the cars, the Studebaker and the Simca, on the podcast's website, plus a link to Kevin's Delphis Antiques.com eBay site, the Dinkies' virtual showroom for this week, and you can pop in and see how they're doing. Finally, a dinky to look out for just in case it's lurking in your attic. Uh, I suppose the one that I would like to see now would be an, uh, an Avro Vulcan bomber. Um, there was only a, a, a low number of these produced, and I think initially they were produced for the American and Canadian market. And when they do come up, they do command quite good prices. I think the last one that sold um, in a battered state made about £1,000. Uh, and I would just love to say I've actually seen one and held one. It's something I've never done. The Antiques Man will be back next week with a look at some colourful pool pottery. And if you'd like Kevin to talk about a favourite antique or collectible of yours and give you a rough valuation, do send him an email with a photograph or two and we'll do our best to include it on a future Antiques Man podcast. The address? Antiques at podcasts.co.uk The Antiques Man is a podcast production for DelphisAntiques.com. For more shows from Podcats, visit podcasts.co.uk.